This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hi there. It's time for another episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thanks for listening. My name is John Leary, and as host of this podcast, I'm about to ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper. And as always, I'm joined by a pair of guests who are going to provide the answers. As the end of the year fast approaches, theatre companies around the country are mounting their final productions. Shows at this time of year are usually fun, rambunctious affairs full of hope and laughs. Sydney's Ensemble Theatre is no exception, with the world premiere of Mark Kilmurray and Jamie Oxenbold's new comedy Midnight Murder at Hamlington Hall about to open. Set in the world of amateur theatre, things inevitably go wrong as the characters tried to maintain the old adage, the show must go on. Joining me today are two of the cast members. Welcome to the show, Eloise Snape and Sam O'Sullivan. Hi, Johnny. G'day, Johnny. How you doing? Hello, you two. I'm going very well, thank you. Thanks for asking. How are you two going? Oh, look, we're going. We're going well. It's the end of week two. Yeah. um, Yes. Which is right about where you you start to question every single choice that you're making. (laughs) Your life choices, even. Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? Yeah. Is it it too late to become an accountant or that kind of thing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Well, I'm sure it's not too late. It's never too late. But. I'm sure that's not quite necessary at this stage. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. We had a very productive morning, actually, so I think everyone's feeling good. Excellent. Excellent. Tell me about the show. Well, it is a classic noises off vibe, play within a play, play that goes wrong, but the Jamie Oxenbold, Mark Kilmurray version of that, which nice. is set at, with the Middling Cove players who are an amateur theatre group on the North right. Shore um, right. of Sydney and <laughs> they take their art very seriously. Yep. It's opening night of the world premiere of Mabel Stintz, uh, Mabel Stintz <laughs> <laughs> production. Mabel Stint is the... She is the late author, the Agatha Christie <laughs> knockoff. Uh, critics called her a fourth-rate Agatha Christie, which um, we at the Midland Cove Players think is grossly unfair. Cool. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. we've taken it upon ourselves to adapt her 89th novel, um, all self-published, uh, into a stage play and make it the best damn night of murder, mystery, thrills and spills that uh, anyone, anyone's ever seen. Uh, yeah. But, of course, incredible. Yeah, things don't go to plan. Yes. No, of course. So I, I read in the show notes that there's cast members that have taken ill or not turned up. So 
other people get roped in to do the show, right? That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. there's um, uh, about seven or eight cast members get the lurgy and we <laughs> all go on. We've decided that it would be a much better idea to just go on and play all of the characters. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. Lots yeah. of uh, hat changes and quick costume changes and that oh, kind of thing. All, all, of, of, all of that. <laughs> Bad accents. Fantastic. A few yeah. conversations oh, with yourself. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic. You open on, or oh, you have your first performances on December 1st and then you run all the way till January 14th. That's right. That's right, yeah. Incredible. A little bit Amazing. of work over Christmas. <laughs> oh, lovely. We like That's that. always nice. Yes. Now, on this <laughs> podcast, I usually, before we get into the questions proper, mm-hmm. I usually ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? You definitely oh, do. I when I used to host pub trivia as a yes. struggling struggling young actor fresh out of drama school, I used to love the mm-hmm. geography questions. Um, I really like really? maps and I like flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I'm digging my myself Lord. a hole as well because if you ask me any geography and I don't know it, I'm not, not a geography expert. <laughs> well, I just yeah. like it. Um, but Look, I, used to... I, I often say on this podcast that geography is the the one thing that most people despise and do really badly at or do really poorly at and i always rationalize it this way in saying that the world's a big place and there's lots of bits to it Mm. and lots of arbitrary Mm. names of things yeah so it it's hard to remember that stuff but hopefully (laughs) if there are geography questions in this in this quiz i hope there's not i hope i haven't dug myself (laughs) (laughs) but you also have the added advantage of that your mother was a geography teacher yeah i didn't do geography at school though yeah like yeah (laughs) so there's that yeah i just like maps all i said was i like maps (laughs) stop stop, stop talking me up okay you like maps okay but is there a particular thing like that's a that's a nice category Mm -hmm. to know about but is, is there a particular thing that you go oh that's my favorite bit of trivia Oh, like a question. question. Yeah. Well, like uh, what I, w- I was going to say, um, what are the, there are three flags, national flags that aren't rectangles. Oh, so they're different okay. shapes. Switzerland. Yeah. Is a square. Yeah. And then you've got, is it Nepal that is like the double That's triangle? right. Yes. And then there's one more. It's not Gosh. Korea, is it? That, that I'm just seeing a circle. But no, the, the third one's a little bit out of the box. It is It is technically a sovereign state. It does count as a country. I think oh, it, is it Vatican City? It is the Vatican City. Yes. Well Huzzah. Done, Huzzah. Look at no. that. I did it. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Too easy. Uh, nice. What about you, Ello? Do you have a favourite piece of trivia? Um, look, I'm going to be really honest and say it's, I'm not very good at it, and I, and, <laughs> okay. which is like a slight insurance policy for le- leading into what's about to happen next. Sure. But... Where you just add the colour and, you know, colour and light for <laughs> hopefully Sam answering the questions. Is that what you're that's what proposing? I'm, that's what I'm here for, yeah. But, but, also, but also if we're talking categories, music is definitely – I like to think that I'm, I'm better at music. I'm hopeless Great. at film. I'm hopeless at film. But the m- okay. music categories, uh, I, liked, I like the, the um, complete the line of the song 
vibes. Yeah, Ooh. pretty. Yeah, yeah. Have you got one <laughs> oh, of those? Well, actually, do you know what? I think there is <laughs> oh, in no. this quiz. There is something like that. Be able to do it. So you might be called on for at least that question. Okay. Shall we get into the quiz? Bring it. You ready? I'm question so ready. number one. Joists, studs, and battens are used in what industry? Say it again. I, I went a li- little bit crackly. Question number one. Joists, studs, and battens are used in what industry? Yep, didn't help. Yep, That's it. doesn't matter. <laughs> That's a marching band. Is it a marching band? Is it? What? Is what? that an industry? Oh, do you mean battens like <laughs> like the, the, the person at the front of a marching That's band? That's where would... I went. That's where I went. That well, it's spelt differently, so it it is a homophone. That is a baton, as in b a t o n, like a conductor yes. would have, just a jumbo one. Okay. But this is batons, as in b a t t e n s. T t e n s. Um, can I take another stab? I love your enthusiasm. I love how you're jumping on this. This uh, is no, great. I'm thinking craft now. Craft? Like yeah. sh- shoes, making shoes. <laughs> Cobbling. Why shoes? There you go. Cobbling. That, that's Why the shoes? industry. And now I will stop. <laughs> Sam? It's not oh, a... Oh, that, they're sorry. Not- uh, podcast, so people can't, can't see us, but um, then Ello just gave me the blank stare. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah. Okay, so an industry, joist... An industry, jo- yeah, joists. So J O I S T S and studs. Studs as in S T U D S. Exactly. Well, there's the horses, horses, but also there's like yep. stud, there also could, but it could be, it could be construction or it could be equestrian or it could be something else. <laughs> Are that, is that what you're bringing it down to? Construction think, or equestrian? I think equestrian. I, I think that's a fair, <laughs> maybe, maybe not equestrian. <laughs> okay, I definitely think the other one. <laughs> construction. It is construction hey. or building is there the answer go. that I've got in front there of me. There you go, nice. Yeah, joists, studs and battens are all used in building. So joists are the supportive timbers with which the flooring is uh-huh. fixed to. Studs are the vertical framing in the walls. Mm-hmm. And battens are a length of squared timber or metal used to hold something in place or fastening against a wall. There you go. Fantastic. So, very well done. You got there in the end. We got oh, there. wow. Yeah. It, was, it was a long walk, yeah. but we got there. <laughs> it's a long walk. Um, yes, we'll have to talk to our cobbler friends to <laughs> yeah. see what, they, uh, yeah. what <laughs> they do actually use. Yeah. Okay, yes. question number two. <sighs> Who wrote... Anna Karenina. And there's a bonus point for naming the titular character's lover. Was it Tolstoy? It was Tolstoy. Very well done. Do you know what his first name is? Leo. Leo, yes. Yeah. Or Lev in in Russian. All but he, right. He gets called... <laughs> Come on. Just giving you some extra information. Have you read it? Do, have either of you read Anna Karenina? It's no. The lover. It's not one I've, um, I've pulled off the shelf. No. To be but, honest, I've never no. read it. I, so, I've never read any Leo Tolstoy. Ne- mm. <laughs> no, neither have I. Shall we? And shall we take a wild stab at the lover? This is the main. Yes, main take point. a wild stab at the lover's name. Have either of you performed in any Chekhov? Yeah. Yes. So I, I was going to make the, the the guess of Mikhail. 
Oh, sure. I mean, I mean, that's a it's an educated good... guess. That's what that is. That is the <laughs> definition of an educated guess. I, I mean, I want to be able to give you clues to to get you to this name, but really, I I cannot even begin to you know if you, you've you've got no starting point to, yeah, to kind sure. of yeah, yeah, yeah. get you there. So I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I don't like doing this, but I will tell you. Thank you. The lover's name, so you miss out on the bonus. That's okay. Right. That's all right. We're two from two. Is Vronsky. 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 Uh, yes. Does that ring a bell? No. 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 <laughs> Both of us nodding like, ah, oh, Uncle Vronsky. Oh, of course, yeah. Vronsky. Yeah, Vronsky. Uh, I went to a school with a Vronsky. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know anything about Leo Tolstoy? Uh, Not really. No, no. hopeless. Yeah. He's quite fascinating. He received nominations for the Nobel Prize in Literature every year from 1902 to 1906. Wow. But he was denied a win mostly because of the stipulation in the will of Alfred Nobel, the yeah. guy that bequeathed the prizes. Mm. In his will, he stipulated that the liter- literature award should go to the person who shall have produced in the field of literature the most distinguished work of an idealistic tendency. And it was evidently felt by the judges that Tolstoy, although he was a, gi- a literary giant, yeah. did not write works of an ideal tendency. And also... The permanent secretary of the committee, Carl David Affversen, mm. bitterly opposed Tolstoy because of his political views. That's rough, isn't it? Isn't that rough? Yeah. So just that's no way, no way, mate. Not getting no, it. That's harsh. What is also interesting is that so that was for the literature mm-hmm. prize, the Nobel yeah. Prize in literature. Yeah. Guess what other category he was nominated three times in? Literature. Um. Science. Not one of the science. Not uh, one of the sciences. Okay. Gosh. What's the other big one? The Nobel Prize for peace. Peace. Yes. Ah. He was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. There you go. Now I need to read. Crazy. I need to go and do some Anna Karenina. Yeah, probably. It was more his works after Anna Karenina and and War and Peace. Yeah. Yeah. In 1908, so just before his death, Tolstoy wrote. Uh, a work called A Letter to a Hindu, outlining his belief in non-violence as a means for India to gain independence from colonial rule. Gandhi read a copy of the letter when he was becoming an activist in South Africa and wrote to Tolstoy, seeking proof that he was the author, which led to further correspondence. Tolstoy's The Kingdom of God is Within You also helped to convince Gandhi of non-violent resistance a debt Gandhi acknowledged in his autobiography, calling Tolstoy the greatest apostle of non-violence that the present age has produced. Wow. wow. I had no idea that's, about any of this. No, I just thought incredible. he was a guy that wrote books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. There you go. All right. Question number three. Let's do it. Okay. True or false? Mm-hmm. Modern polymer banknotes were first developed by Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, and the United States Federal Reserve. I thought that plastic money was invented mm-hmm. here. Well, so... Or that we were at least the first country to get it. Are you saying that that is true or false then? 
That would be, be false. false. Very well done. It is indeed yes. false. Yeah. And you are correct. They were first developed by the Reserve Bank of Australia and the CSIRO. Yeah. Well done, Sam. And Yay. Australia was the first country to issue polymer banknotes. Yep. In 1988. And we transitioned completely to polymer banknotes in 1996. I can still remember when the five buck note, was that the first one? Yeah. It must have been. Uh I'm not sure. Might yeah. have been. I can remember being very young and hand like people handing over plastic $5 notes and people refusing to take them. I remember people were like, no, 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 no. Have you got another one? No. Because they're like, no, it's not real money. Um, still got a vague oh, memory of them because like, I can remember the old paper money and then the yeah. plastic stuff came in. And, yeah, people were like, there was resistance. Wow. Yeah, yeah. resistance to the, to the polymer. To the polymer. To the polymer. Mm, yeah. Three from three. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're doing very well. Well, again, just here for the... I don't know, number one. Here for the support. It <laughs> was a half, <laughs> half point. <laughs> All right, question number four. Klingons are a humanoid species in which science fiction franchise? Oh, Sam. Star Trek. Ah, uh, But everyone well, knows Sam, that. I- Everyone knows that. Yeah, you yeah. knew that. I knew that. Eloise, no? Uh, no, no. Never Elo took Trek. me to uh, her first Star Wars movie. She'd never watched a Star War. Um, and then I think it was The Last Jedi. So number yeah. eight was her first one that she'd seen. <laughs> That's a weird and one to start with. It, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Very, it was confusing. I, I, was, I, I led over to the cinema and I said, these are usually better. Uh, <laughs> It was a lot of backstory. Yeah. I it was there was a lot of missing links. <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, we're not talking about Star Wars though. No, we're, we're talking not. about Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Would you self-describe as a Trekkie? Myself? Yeah. Uh no, no. I think I I I liked sort of the Patrick Stewart kind of the the features. Um sure, sure. but I could no, my um I'm not up on the Star Trek Law, yeah, I, I could say. Okay, yeah, yeah, Klingons yeah. first appeared in episode twenty-six of the very first season of the original series of Star Trek. Nice, very well done. All right, question number five: In which country would you kiss the Blarney Stone? Island. <gasps> there you go. <laughs> That's the geography question, and you didn't even get a chance to answer. Sarah. No, no, so I, I went. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, there was an intake yeah. of breath, and then, and then yeah. I, someone went if, on exchange to. Was it during uni? Yes, I kissed the Blarney Stone in uh, my early twenties when Did I lived you? lived in the UK and took a took a nice ten day trip around Ireland and Fantastic. found myself. Tell me about that passion on with the stone. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm jealous. It was. <laughs> so you went to. Obviously, but um, Blarney Castle. Yes, yes. Which is where the Blarney Stone is. What do you know about the Blarney Stone? There was, uh, well, again, now I've completely forgotten the history, but there was something about hanging upside down. Yep. I lay upside down and looked up and kissed it, kissed the stone, and I can't remember why on earth we do it. Why, why do we do oh. it? Why do we kiss the well, stone? <laughs> legend has it that it gives the kisser the power uh, or it endows the kisser with the gift of the gab. And there's some conjecture over where the stone came from and where this legend came from, but it was built into the battlements of Blarney Castle in 1446 by Cormac McCarthy, Mm -hmm. not the American author. (laughs) Look 
at that. Isn't that a fun coincidence? I was, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, Johnny, you're confused. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Cormac, Cormac yeah. McCarthy yeah, was right. obviously named after Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this one, he was a Irish chieftain. He was involved in a lawsuit and he, on, the, on his way to court, he appealed to the goddess and queen of the banshees, Kleena, for her assistance. And Kleena, can I tell you, <laughs> is written in the, the like the weirdest Irish way. It's right. C-L-I with a little funny dot over it. O-D-H-N-A. So Kleena. Yeah, right. It's the yeah. D Weird. that really sticks out there, doesn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. real. Yeah, like where, that makes where, no how sense. How does that happen? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he appealed to her for for assistance, and she told him to kiss the first stone he found in the morning on his way to court. He did so, with the result that he pleaded his case with the with great eloquence and won. And thus, he took the Blarney Stone back and chucked it in the, on the tower of the castle. And so now, the Blarney Stone is said to impart the ability to deceive without offending. And kissing the stone has the legendary power to endow the kisser with the gift of the gab. But now, nowadays, the word Blarney has come to mean mindless chatter or mm. you know, uh, persuasive yeah, right. flattery. Yes. Blarney. Right. We actually, yeah. The the there's the word Blarney is actually used in this show. Is it really? It is. It is. It is. There you go. I say it, well. and now I know what I mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is useful. I'm glad yeah. this this quiz has been uh, yeah. useful for, and educational for something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Eloise Snape and Sam O'Sullivan, and we are up to question number six. Which Australian cricketer last month broke the record for the fastest century in ICC World Cup history and this month scored a match-winning 201 not out? Was it Mitch Marsh? It was not Mitch Marsh. Oh, Oh, no. Who was it? No. I saw it on Are the you, I thought that was... I'm yeah. going to be no help. Right? Yeah, you're not. Um, I'm going to be no help. I, his back cramped up. Oh, people are screaming yeah, at me cramps. right now. People are listening to this yeah. saying, <laughs> you <laughs> absolute idiot turkey. Yeah. Um, I know everything about him. He fell off a golf yes. cart. He was concussed. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, his back cramped up and his legs were gone. It was great footage. And I just can't think mm-hmm. of his name. And as soon as you say yeah. his name, I'm going to... It was, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. When he came to the crease... Yeah. Australia were floundering at yeah. 7 for 91. Against Afghanistan, and, I even know that. Against Afghanistan, yeah, I, very good. Yeah. He, the first ball he faced was a was a hat-trick ball. Yeah. He hit 21 fours and 10 sixes, yep. including the final ball of the match he hit for six. Mm. 
it's only the third double century ever in a World Cup and the first in a run chase. And it is the highest one day international score by an Australian man. Yeah. It's huge. Give it's me incredible. his initials. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'll give you another clue. His nickname, which he doesn't particularly love, is <laughs> The Big Show. Right. I can see Does his face. I've, I've, I've watched him play in T20, like when it's on in the background during summer. I like yeah. cricket, but I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm a, a huge cricketer guy. And I, I, can, no. I can see him. Your father, your brother right oh, now. Oh, my brother is oh, angry right now. Tom O'Sullivan yeah, is he's angry. He's furious. Um, um, and he doesn't uh, even know why. He's sitting at his desk right now furious and he sort of doesn't even, just, he's just got this rage. And he's just, I'm just going to call Sam and tell him off and I don't know why. Oh, what is he's his He's got na- a... A, a very uh, Australian cricketer first name. A very Australian cricketer first name. Shane. No, not not quite that Australian cricketer. <laughs> oh. The other one. Um, the other one is even I even I should know this. Uh, his initials are GM. I didn't know. GM. I wanted to. I all like. I mean, Gary. As soon as you said it, Marsh popped into my head, and it's not Marsh. So no, Gary Marsh. Gary. It's not Gary. Mm, no, it's completely. He has a two-syllable surname. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Marshall. I think his first name is Glenn. Glenn. Glenn is such a cricketer's name. Yeah. See, I told you. Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell uh, is his name. Very well done. You got there. You got there. Got there. Only a few clues. <laughs> Only a few clues. Barely a clue. Barely a clue. Tip of my tongue. Barely yeah. a clue. Mitch Marsh. Yeah, it was God. an extraordinary innings. You're right. He cramped up. Yep. He was on the deck and apparently the, the physio came out and wow. he was saying, I can't go. I, I, I've got to get it off. And the physio said, if you come off, it's probably going to be worse and you won't be able to come back on. Wow. And so he he went, oh, righto, okay. So it got to the stage where he couldn't run. He yeah. like literally had to hit boundaries to keep the score going mm. because he couldn't he couldn't run between the wickets. It no, it was, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'll never forget amazing. his name again. You never will. <laughs> Glenn the big show Maxwell. Maxwell. <laughs> All right, question number 7. In medicine, what does the term stat mean? We've all seen it in the uh, in hospital dramas. Yes, we have. Get me fifty cc's of something, something stat. 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 That. I mean, it means stat. I need it immediately. But that, uh, that, is that that's fine? the answer? That's, oh, okay. oh, that's, that's the all answer. the answer that I need. Right. Yeah. Oh, immediately. There we go. I didn't get the cricket one, but I got the medicine one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, you won't play for Australia, but no, you but might I'll become perform a surgery on someone. <laughs> Save a life. Save a life. Do you know where it comes from? No, no idea. I thought you wanted more details. I thought you wanted more. It, it means immediately because in ancient yes. Greece they you I don't know. No idea. Well, you've you've gone a bit too far back in time. It, <laughs> it's from ancient Rome, so it's okay. the Latin word statum, statum, s t a t i m, which means instantly or immediately. And it's just really a fancy way for doctors to show that they went to fancy schools and learn, learnt Latin. Really? Yeah. 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 Show offs. I mean, they could just say, give it to me immediately. Please. Yeah. Now. But please would be nice. All right? <laughs> please. You know, Stat, please. Yeah. please. Stat, please. Yeah. yeah. All right, question number eight. In 2011 or 2011, 
English singer-songwriter Adele set fire to the what? This is all you, babe. Oh, no. This yeah, is, this, this is, is that one. Yeah. This is the complete the song, complete the lyric. Set fire to myself? No, to the oh. something. She didn't <laughs> self-immolate. No, no. Oh, dear. This is where I talked a big game. And you it's, did. You did. <laughs> I mean, you jumped in on my geography question, so it's only fair that okay. I jump in for, for. But I, but I can't help you because my brain is like a sieve with music. You know this. Set fire yeah. to my the the, the, the to oh the. god yep that'd be good yep. yep set fire to the I know this I know this I can hear mm. her singing it is it the world yeah is it the set fire to, to the, the, the oh it's gonna really annoy yeah. me that's gonna the really world. shit me the, was her third number one single from her second album twenty one set yeah. fire to the oh it's gonna shit me to tears yeah. Johnny <laughs> give us a give us a clue maybe if I bring up the rest of the lyrics mm hmm. It's written in the key of D minor. Oh. Does that help? Yeah, that's... No. The song describes so, the contradictory elements of a relationship and the impossibility of letting go. So the lyrics, <laughs> you and me together, nothing gets better, but there's a side to you that I never knew, never knew. All the things you'd say, they were never true, never true. And the games you play, you would always win. Set fire to the world. Set fire to the set fire to Not the world, the past, the future. It's a, the, the so for some reason I keep thinking shelf, but I don't know why. Set fire <laughs> set to the fire shelf. Set fire to the we're, shelf. We're, <laughs> we're sitting opposite some shelves right now, so I think that's why. You might. Are you just saying things? I'm just saying that you're what saying. I'm saying. Set yeah. fire to the binders in the ensemble <laughs> office. Set fire to the, <laughs> set fire to the the set, fridge in the break room. Come on, set fire, set, set fire to the. Okay, okay. it is a uh, meteorological event oh. or thing. Set fire to the stars. Oh, Set no. fire to the mil- more, Milky Way. M- no, more earthbound. More earthbound. Something that happens. A meteor <laughs> to, to the meteor not, shower. Not meteors, as in <laughs> the weather. Something to do with the weather. To the storm. Oh, you're close. What happens in a storm? Of the weather. And you said storm. And I said storm. And you were so To the happy. rain. Rain. Rain is the right answer. Yay! Yay! You're going to claim that, aren't you? <laughs> I'm absolutely taking that. Yep. <laughs> Set fire to the rain. Does that ring any bell now it, that you know yes, what it is? Yes, and it's really annoying. Could you give me a bar of it? Or set, not really? Set fire to the rain. <laughs> Is that how it goes? That's it. I don't even know. Oh, sorry, Adele. Sorry, Adele. It wasn't the... What was the big one that was... That everyone covered? The big Adele song. um, The The hello one. Hello. Hello. It's me you're looking for. No, that's a different song. Lionel Richie. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Maybe we should just skip on to the next one. Oh, I think we should move on. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Question number nine. When spelt out in ascending order from one, what is the first number to contain the letter A? So Say that it? again. So do you Say understand the question? Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> a bit of a tricky one to hear, not really see. Yeah. So when spelt out in ascending order from one, as in the number one, what is the first number to contain the letter A? <sighs> Okay. okay. So if you spell all the all the numbers one O N E, two T W O, six, 
Seven, what? When do you get eight, to a letter A? Nine. Okay. Ten. Oh God. <laughs> and remembering that this is a podcast, and I do yeah, need, and this is this is yeah you, you know, need yeah you need us to talk it through. You seventeen. Yeah. Well, I'm just counting up. Seventeen. <laughs> Eighteen. Nineteen. We're still not there at twenty. No, 21, no, we're not there at 20. 22, 23, 24. Yep. They're, they're all the going to be the same. Yeah, 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 yeah they, they are. They are. Is they're very much 101? Well, I mean, yes, but no. I'm saying that and yep. is not a, a name of a number. Of course it isn't. Yeah, okay. That's right. So, um, wow. Yeah. It's going to be, um, it's going to be way up in the hunt, in the, well, it can't be two. Is it a thousand? Thousand. It is. It's a thousand. A yeah. thousand or one not thousand. The R. Yeah, it's the thousand. Not the R. Thousand. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's it's a great thousand. question. Yeah, I can see Isn't why. I can see why you yeah. cut us off at twenty-seven. <laughs> that would have been. I was like, yeah, it's all gonna be the same. Like, yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> twenty-one is you know essentially the same as twenty. Yeah. yeah, and the same as one. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that's a great the, question. Satisfying. The, let me tell you some other crazy number word facts. Yes. 40 is the only number whose letters are in alphabetical order. I like that. Yep. Isn't nice. that a good one? I like what? that. One, the number one is the only number whose letters are in reverse alphabetical order. The only one? The only one. The only one. Crazy. Oh, that's these are making uh, me feel things. Yeah. <laughs> How about this one? Lewis Carroll, mm-hmm. the author of Alice in Wonderland, yeah. yes. noted that 11 plus 2 and 12 plus 1 use the same letters and produce the same sum. <gasps> okay. That's witchcraft, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it witchy. is witchcraft because, and also, what number does it? What the sum that it produces? Thirteen. Oh, okay. Whoa. That's incredible, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, me too. All right, we are up to the final question. Here All right, we go. question number ten. Okay. Name the Emmy Award-winning television sitcom created by Dan and Eugene Levy that aired from 2015 to 2020. Do you know that one? Oh, you 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 haven't watched it. Is it Shit's Creek? It is Shit's yes. Creek. Yes. Yeah. Episode. Oh, I have. But I, yeah, and then people look at you like that, which this is a yeah. podcast, so I'm going to describe Johnny's face, which is looking at me like. You've wasted your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just surprised because it's uh, it's such a glorious, beautiful, hilarious yeah. uh, sitcom. There's two. Yeah. Well, how many? There's not that many seasons. If it only went for a, what three or four years, that's five years. Five yeah. years. It feels like if you get like three seasons in arrears, something just it's too big. People you are just like, can't catch you've up. got to watch the yeah. West Wing. It really kicks in in season five, and you're like, yeah. I like, I, don't got that I can't sit through a hundred yeah. hours of. I, I'm a bit like yeah. that way with the wire. I miss the wire. I'm totally. never watching the wire. It's, yeah, I'm like yeah, that yeah. with Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's sure. happened. Uh, it's not going to happen for me. Yeah. Well, look, I would say that Shit's Creek is kind of more doable because they're only mm. like they're not even they're half bite hours. size. This is yeah, Catherine sure. O'Hara, yeah. right? Catherine O'Hara is. Yeah. The matriarch of the family. It's fabulous. Yeah. As usual, Salmonello can tell you everything about the thing. Yeah. But, 
<laughs> except for the thing itself. Self, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you got the answer correct and you got so many of the answers correct in the entire quiz. Yeah. Congratulations. I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You feel good about it? Good. <laughs> yeah. And it's not often you walk away from trivia feeling good about yourself. No, yeah. not Usually always. Usually at the pub, there's at least one question that I we, I go in too hard. I'm too confident. <laughs> I shut the rest of the table down. Oh. And I'm like, no, guys. Oh, mate, that's me as well. It's France. And then it's Belgium. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm speaking. I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> yeah. know exactly that. Thank you both so much for doing the quiz. Um, and break legs with the opening or the continued rehearsal of <laughs> uh, what's the show called? <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> A midnight murder at Hamlington Hall. Brilliant. Thank you both so much. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it'll go exceptionally well. Great to have you on the quiz. Thanks, Johnny. This was so much fun. Thanks, man. (laughs) See you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you like this podcast, there's no time like the present for writing a review or sharing a link to the show on social media. Thank you to my guests this week, Eloise Snape and Sam Sullivan. Book your tickets to Midnight Murder at Hamlington Hall now by going to ensemble.com.au. Thanks to Cindy McDonald for another great set of questions. This episode was recorded in Nam on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge their traditions of sharing stories and knowledge for millennia on this land and pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. <laughs>